0: Welcome back to the Off-Duty, On-Duty podcast, episode number 61. I'm your host, Brian E. Welcome to the podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. The Off-Duty, On-Duty podcast takes topics relevant to today's gun owners, and we tackle them from the perspective of concealed carriers and law enforcement officers. Today, I am joined by the host of Firearms Trainers podcast, Mr. Rob Beckman. Hope all of you guys got and gals, get to meet him at the uh, Guardian Conference back in September. Today, we're going to talk about Christmas gifts for your favorite concealed carrier and your favorite cop. But first, today's episode is brought to you by XS Sites, the best sites made in Texas, America. Tritium and photoluminescent paint technology. For all of your favorite firearms, check them out at excess new sponsor or most recent sponsor. They've been on a while now, uh, elite survival systems, products for your EDC needs since 1979. Don't just survive, survive, thrive at elitesurvival.com. Check out their guardian and stealth packs. I got their range bag and it's killer. Awesome. Great range bag. And, uh, my good brother Daryl balky uh, I went ahead and forwarded him the most recent uh, Fanny pack that they uh, they released they were kind enough to send that one to me and he's uh, he is currently testing it out so stay tuned for that on the social media page and uh, we'll give him you know give him a few weeks to get that underway ccwsafe.com enter code off Duty tenant check out. To get 10% off of your membership, they are a legal service subscription for concealed carriers and LEOs, the most comprehensive coverage by the most experienced team, hands down, CCW safe. And as always, edcbeltco.com, uh, the foundation belt, go pick one up. Hope, uh, some of you guys and gals got to meet us there at the guardian conference. Uh, we had a limited edition run and we will be back at the 2022 guardian conference, and we will probably be unveiling another special, uh, either thread color or uh, limited run belt color that will only be available, uh, at that conference. But in the meantime, go pick up a black or a desert sage at edcbeltco.com. As always, folks links are in the show notes and last but not least the concealed carry podcast giveaway. Click on that link down there in the show notes. You got to sign up weekly. Last week, they gave out a pair of 16340 rechargeable USB batteries that uh, work in uh, quite a variety of your flashlights, and uh, particularly the MCF Spark from Ready Up Gear, which is my current favorite carry flashlight. Small, compact, and gives you over 500 lumens in uh, one a flashlight that's not much bigger than the size of the battery itself. So uh, go check that out at the Concealed Carry podcast giveaway. Links are always in the show notes. Let's bring in our guest, Rob Beckman. Well, welcome back to the Off-Duty, On-Duty podcast. Rob Beckman, host of Firearms Trainers podcast, uh, instructor extraordinaire, what, what, what could we say guardian conference presenter with one mr matthew marister
1: and uh
0: mm-hmm. yeah so it's yeah. been a few months man
1: yeah well thanks for having me back it's uh, always exciting to get on and uh you know talk some questions talk about some different things and i'm excited about today's uh topic because it's very timely as they say
0: it, it is and and uh it should come as a relief to you that having you on my podcast this time, you're not interviewing me on my podcast like the last two. So this will work out great.
1: Yeah, I didn't have to come up with a list of questions to ask you before, you know, before I came on <laughs> a little bit more running gun on this one.
0: Yeah, so uh, this one, I, I called it, uh, you know, Christmas ideas and uh, you, you pitched it. So,
1: Mm um, Uh, well, it's that time of year. I mean, everybody's probably thinking about, you know, what should I get my husband or my significant other, you know, what, you know, what could, what could my boyfriend use my girlfriend use those, those types of things. And I thought, you know, this would be a great topic to give people some ideas because sometimes, uh, you know, going out and buying the brand new gun, maybe isn't, isn't in the budget or maybe, you know, i recommend that you don't buy somebody else a gun without them trying it first, but there's a lot of different things we can talk about besides, uh, you know, buying brand new guns for somebody.
0: Well, there's, there's two people in the whole wide world. I trust to buy a gun for me. And uh, one is my father uh, because he and I, like our hands are almost identical and, we, we kind of have the same tastes. So, mm-hmm. uh, although he has said he will never own a Glock and I, I actually own one. So there's that, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was shooting at the Guardian conference. And he's like, I never thought my own son would be demoing with a Glock. What is this? So,
1: uh, <laughs>
0: nothing against versatile. Glock.
1: That's what, that's what I tell people. You gotta be versatile. You know, I shoot a lot of Glock, but I also shoot Smith & Wesson and, and uh, Springfields and, and CZs at times, all dependent upon what students bring to class.
0: Yeah, I, I thought for that conference, it would only be appropriate to have like a run-of-the-mill bone, as bone stock as I can possibly tolerate Glock. And I shot the the Gen 5 G45, and uh, it, it performed marvelously. So uh, uh, that, but... I did see a little disappointment in my father. He was a little, a little amiss, but eh, he'll get over. Would
1: you it. let him uh, shoot the G45? I have those not. Are pretty, those are pretty sweet guns. I do have to say I, I was shooting the 19 there at the conference, but the, uh, you know, the 45 there has longer grip to it with the same uh, slide length as 19. I
0: got, I got to say there is some magic to it. And uh, I was not a big believer until I got into the gen five stuff. And, That gun, even, uh, you know, training smaller statured people on it, the uh, just the way the slide cycles on that, it is so snappy. Although, you know, it's nine millimeters, so you don't have a ton of recoil, but the the slide cycle time is so fast that even as long as you mechanically have your hands in semi the right place, the gun Mm -hmm. returns back to the point that you, uh, you know, you ignited it with uh so it's it's very forgiving in that regard and and they're the new that particular model is just exceptionally accurate so
1: Mm -hmm. i went along and uh i've I've got the 19 MOS with the red dot yeah and just completed a course with uh scott jalinski modern samurai project a couple weeks ago and uh that the gun will shoot very well better it shoots better because of my eyesight with the red dot, mm-hmm. but, um, it's also, you know, I like the trigger. I like the way it shoots, um, a little more than I like the, even the gen four and gen threes that I have.
0: Yeah. I, I have two now I've got a gen three 19 and the, the gen three stuff in the 19 size fit my hand a little better. And then the gen five did, I had a gen five briefly. And then, uh, I found that G 45 and, uh, threw a set of sights on it. Put a grip plug in it to keep the uh, you know French fry salt and deodorant out of it, and it Mm -hmm. just works. Uh, So, so let's talk Christmas ideas other than the gin, the G forty five that I'm sure everybody's going to run out and buy for themselves this year, (laughs) if you can Uh, find
1: one in stock. (laughs) They're hard to find.
0: Yeah. So I was going to kick it off and say, you know, because we do the cop and concealed carrier perspective the one thing that I think every cop and every concealed carrier armed citizen needs is a range bag. And I got fortunate that, uh, elite survival systems, and this is somewhat Mm -hmm. of a product plug, but, uh, they sent me their range bag, the loadout. And I gotta tell you, I'm impressed and I am not easily amused by product in general, but, uh, It has been. uh, It has exceeded my expectations as far as quality and functionality. So,
1: Mm -hmm. actually, uh, for my range bag, I got an Everly uh, range bag that I really love. Um, But the uh, Elite Survival Systems is one that I've looked at, and it's like that could be very, very good. And uh, that's where having a good quality range bag—you know, having having the Walmart plastic bag—is not a range bag. For you know, you want something that's. Sturdy that you should be able to, uh, hold all your, you know, your ear, earmuffs, your, your, uh, uh, safety glasses, ammo, you know, if you've got any tools, cleaning gear, different things like that. Um, I know ready up gear makes, makes makes a really nice, uh, backpack. Um, Matthew Marister at the Gardner uh, conference, he had one, one of those and looking at it like that's a really handy, handy piece of, uh, equipment because he can carry four, I believe it's four pistols in, in the, uh, foam sections and then you got and then you actually have name compartments for glasses for earmuffs all that so it's uh can be very helpful and it's uh it's always good to have a good sturdy range bag because the last thing you want is the handles to rip off or something along those lines to where or you could just get tired carrying to the carrying to the range and that's where elite survival systems uh and ready up gear they make some really good uh really good range bags
0: yeah so so Range bag is kind of top on my list and I, I don't think any of your average gun people would ever like r- feel disappointed at the Christmas tree if there was a range bag under it. So, so what do you got, Rob? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, here's one, one thing I can it came from the guardian conference because day one of the guardian conference, we went along Matthew and I were teaching and we went along and in our first class that we taught. We started having students that were having uh, uh, pistol malfunctions and went along. We uh, looked at it, and what it came down to was lubrication cleaning of the pistols. So we went along. We did a you know quick assessment. We uh, did, did a quick wipe down of getting all the carbon off, and then we added some oil to it. And it was amazing the problems that they had in the first uh, two hours. All of a sudden disappeared in the last two hours of the class. So I would go along and you know look at a at a good quality cleaning kit. You know something where you can a get the gr- grime off, b you go along and uh, have some lubricate. But you also a good cleaning kit should have um, some additional essentials along. Be able to go along and have a, a nice oiler tip to where you can uh, put it in the right spot, and also potentially some like dental picks or plastic dental picks so you can pick out that carbon that gets way down in there between the cracks and you want to you know kind of get those uh different pieces in and out uh for it so i would definitely you know a cleaning kit would be uh very helpful extremely uh good to have uh with them and maybe even put in the range bag for them
0: well it, it's funny i had uh jacob on the podcast a, quite a while back and and uh before he came to the ccw safe summit and he showed up and he had a uh one of the ready up gear cleaning kits. And he said here, I heard, you know, say something on the podcast about not cleaning guns. So I thought you could use this. And it was kind of a little, <laughs> little piece of swag, you know? And I said, what did I say? And he said something about you don't clean guns. You shoot them till they quit working and sell them. And <laughs> I said, yeah, it's kind of standard. I mean, I wipe them down once in a while, but, uh, I definitely slack in the maintenance department. Um, and I only, only on the guns that I don't carry for serious business, I'll put it that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Serious business guns get a get a they get a look over, you know, after a couple of good range sessions. But,
1: mm-hmm. but. well, the good thing is, with a lot of modern lubricants, they're less stickier than the old oil based ones, and because they're you know polymer based and they're drier and such, um, they're a lot more forgiving. Uh, I would, I would say along those lines, so I don't recommend people take a, you'll go a long time without cleaning them. But at the same time, uh, hate to tell you, but we're, we're in a time when you could be less, uh, particular about cleaning things every single time you go to the range.
0: Yeah. And that was, I think a lot of that for me comes from the military having to just clean things spotless before you turn them in. And it, that was a hard habit to really go. Okay. I went to the range and fired 40 grounds. I just, I need to wipe this down and relube it and and go on about my day. And, uh, once I got into that mode, it kind of went to the other side of the spectrum where I was like, well, there's no surface rust. We're fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, but, and on the, the gun lubricant thing, I've been using the uh, whole mix shook carry trainers, oh, uh, gunfighter gunfighter oil. oil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a I am the world's biggest skeptic about gun lube because I think most lubricants work they 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 work pretty you know for the intended purpose uh, but being a cop and having that gun with the muzzle facing down in a holster all the time um, you get real in tune to which one's going to leave a puddle of oil in your holster and which one's going to mm-hmm. stick provide all the necessary lubricating. Qualities, and uh, and not make your gun dirtier. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I mean you're around dust, you're around you know, all kinds of other contaminants, and the last thing you want to do is to you know have a oiled up gun, but it's got you know a couple days worth of dust and you know salt and potato and potato chips on it type <laughs> of thing from you know being in the, in the cruiser.
0: Yeah, and for me these days working outside on a bicycle, uh, you know I could go from rain, sleet, and snow to you know, dust to any of that. And, uh, I've, I've really been pleased with that. And, uh, you know, I don't say that just because mix a friend of mine, but, uh, he sent me a sample product probably a year ago and I, and I ended up, uh, no kidding going to a rifle qualification. And I had left all of my gun oil and cleaning stuff at home. It was just one of those rut row. Uh, I showed mm-hmm. up to the range with my pants down and I had a bottle of just the gunfighter lube in my truck lubed my uh, my rifle up with it, and it ran like a champ. And it was still lubricated at the end of a hundred round qualification, which that's kind of to me that's about as much as I'm going to run in a session is maybe a hundred rounds of you know mm-hmm. AR ammo, uh, which is just enough to get it dirty and make you mad because you got to clean it, but not so dirty it's going to shut it down. And when I wiped the gun down, it was way cleaner than it normally is. And it still had quite a bit of lubricant on it. And uh, so it was kind of a trial by fire and necessity, <laughs> so to speak.
1: Mm-hmm. So, well, I think uh, gunfire oil also comes with that needle oiler to it, it does. which uh, is very, very handy uh, for it. Um, I always hate going along when you have the big droppers where it's like, okay, I'm going to get this really tiny little drop on it. And all of a sudden a big drop comes out and you're wiping, wiping more off than you're actually keeping on, keeping on the gun. Cause you don't want to make it a magnet for dust and dirt. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, my alternatives to that, I always, uh, I was a big believer in, um, uh, Miltec back in the day, uh, Miltec mm-hmm. lube and, I had some, uh, some friends that worked on an area of Fort Bragg where they got that stuff in 55 gallon drums. So when I would run out of it, I would just hand mm. them an empty bottle at the IDPA or USPSA match and they would hand me a brand new bottle of it. So, um, unfortunately when I got out of the army, I had to get the sticker shock of seeing how much that actually costs to do. So, uh, so I'm always looking for an alternative, you know, <laughs>
1: But mm-hmm. gunfire oil, good, good, good stuff. And again, there's other synthetics that are, uh, you know, we were in a really good time. They're better than the old oil-based ones, but, um, you know, always, uh, good cleaning kit, good lubrication keeps yeah. things running. Well,
0: the, um, let's see. So is it, I guess it's my turn. So I was going to say for the cop, this is specific to the, the police officer. I was always on the hunt for really good gloves. Uh, not just for winter time, but, you know, there's sometimes there's car wrecks and you're working around broken glass and, uh, you know, stuff that sticks you and stings you and stabs you, cuts you, all that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, something that worked in the winter and the summer and uh, mechanics gloves. I always liked the mecha- when I found those, that was one of the things that, you know, I hoped for in my stocking every year. Because I'd get a couple of years out of a pair and wear them out. Um, but they seemed to uh, really fit the bill for what I did, you know, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I worked in a really high traffic area in a high accident prone area uh, of town for a while. And, you know, it was once a week digging a little shard of glass out of my fingers or something. So once I got smart and started wearing gloves, it was going through the gamut of all the different quote unquote cop specific gloves and, uh, bang for the buck. I found mechanics gloves and, and, uh, I, I've kind of been a fan ever since.
1: I was wondering about that. Cause I see a lot of gloves. I mean, there's a lot of them out there on the market, but you know, which, which ones, you know, do the professional use and mechanics gloves. I'll definitely take a, a good look at those because I think I'm probably about in the market for, uh, you know, getting a new pair here sometime soon.
0: Yeah. The, the second to that, the, the other ones I found that were kind of secondary to that were the Oakley gloves that kind of had the armored knuckles. The, the problem with that in being a policeman is it inevitably you're going to end up in a, you know, a, uh, a, a, a empty hand engagement. And it's never a good look to, you know, have to, uh, apply the, uh, the appropriate amount of force with a <laughs> with an open hand or an empty hand when you have like a really hard carbon fiber knuckle deal that's mm-hmm. just that's really frowned upon these days and and uh you know i i never really found a purpose for having that shielding other than you know the uh the empty hand aspect of it which mm-hmm. uh, you know in the civilian world they would call that you know, an assault with a dangerous weapon. If you use something like that on your hands to assist you in, uh, let's just say it, punching someone if you needed to. So I was always a little, um, I kind of steered away from them in that regard, but they worked really well working around, uh, vehicles with stuff that's Mm -hmm. disabled and, um
1: yeah. i'll tell you how well those work i've i had a pair of uh, motorcycle gloves yeah i had the carbon fiber uh, on them uh some uh, a car pulled pulled out right in front of me one time uh, they did a u-turn immediately in front and i smashed into the side of them they are so tough that my knuckles got imprinted in the a the a pillar right behind the driver oh. from the steer the, the handlebars pushed pushed my knuckles into them and didn't break, break my knuckles or do anything else like that because those were that hard i mean yeah, <laughs> those things are hard.
0: I I think they're a great piece of safety equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, just on the law enforcement side, I would be a little cautious on how you employ those, so to speak. But uh, uh, you know, they they worked. But uh, I always really lent towards those mechanics gloves because they were you know they're rugged. They're uh, if you have to grab some safety glass and rip it out of a window or something to extract somebody from a car they, they protected your hands pretty well. And you still had a good enough dexterity on your firearm and your radio and stuff like that. So,
1: mm-hmm. uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, here, here's my next one. And it probably comes more from the civilian, uh, from the trainer standpoint, but malfunction ammo, you know, we talk about dummy rounds, you know, type one kind of dummy rounds, but they're also, and those are great because you can you can load up a magazine and, and fi- fire a couple rounds and actually see what, what you do, you know, when you hit that dummy round. And, you know, do you anticipate? Do you go along and jerk, um, you know, in an, when when that round goes off or you're still steady? But there's also a type that I've come up, uh, become very fond of it this year. It's a type 3 malfunction rounds. to where what they do is when they feed in, they actually go along cause you that type 3 malfunction where you've got two rounds and that get fed in at the same time. And the advantage to that, I think, is it's just like the dummy rounds. You can put them somewhere in the magazine and then test to see how well you can recognize that feel for your gun, having the double feed, and then how to go along and uh, clear it appropriately. Because that's not as simple as just racking the slide and getting back in the fight. You've got to strip a magazine. You've got to go along and, you know, get the next – get clear the chamber and then load the magazine again and then uh, – load the next round into it. And that's just one that, um, you know, I've been telling my students, my instructors that I teach, it's a great way of being able to go and train and really see where you are and, and make sure you're prepared for those kind of malfunctions.
0: Yeah. That, uh, that product with the, uh, it looks like a some rubberized wings that will kind of stick in the chamber there a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the nice part about that, that's the first product I've seen that, that, you didn't risk doing some real damage to your gun to induce that type of malfunction, which is, uh, you know, I love practice and training, but at the same time, I don't want to tear up my equipment either. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a novel piece of kit and it's really valuable. And, uh, whoever engineered that kudos to you. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I came from the era when, you know, some volunteer would load us dummy rounds and, uh, you know, just load a projectile in a spent case. And I've literally seen projectiles dislodge themselves. And so, you know, products like a zoom, they're great. Uh, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get that, uh, that like type two, type three malfunction that you've got to work through. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I completely agree with that one.
1: Yeah. And, and it's on the, I would say it's on the, on the lower cost side of things yeah and, you know dummy ammunition and even the type three malfunctions um you know it's out of 10 or 15 bucks and you know which is very and you can reuse them over and over again to you know train with and uh, as an instructor i've got a whole you know bag full of them that i hand out to students so that they can uh use them during class and make sure they're running through the malfunctions properly and that's you know, again, I think it's a great, uh, part of training and it's on the less expensive side of things. Yeah. For sure. if somebody's looking at, looking at, looking at something that they don't, don't have a big budget.
0: Yeah, I I dig it. Um, mm-hmm. well, I, my, uh, not my last one, but one of my top ones is a, uh, concealed carry belt. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is going to sound like a total shameless plug, but, uh, there are a lot of them out there and they are not all created equal and the concealed carrier and the law enforcement officer who carries in an off duty capacity. Um, it's, it's an invaluable piece of kit. And, you know, I, I like the one that, uh, EDC belt co manufactures, but there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of really good ones that are purpose built. So, you know, I mean, of course, I'm going to steer people to the foundation belt. I mean, Mm -hmm. because obvious, right? But, uh, and, you know, we were talking offline. I wear it all the time, even when I'm not carrying a gun in a holster. Maybe I'm carrying a J frame in a pocket holster or something like that. Or I'm out in the woods hunting and I have some type of, you know, not a shoulder holster, but maybe a chest rig on or something like that. Something to hold my pants up with that's comfortable and functional. Mm -hmm. So...
1: Well, I was telling you, I, ju- I just went hunting over the weekend and got myself a deer. And during that hunt, I was wearing the foundation belt. And but that's because being out in the woods, I don't want to have the noise of a you know belt buckle. And I want something that can be easily adjustable depending upon you know what I, where I'm at and what am I I'm doing. And uh, I, I wear the foundation belt with my blue jeans, I wear them with my camo out in the woods and I wear them in the shorts in the summertime too. I find them extremely versatile and it's it's one I really like. I know there's a lot of good ones out there, but I do reach for the uh, foundation belt regularly to say the least. And I've got several of those uh, in my closet.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I've worn, I've worn others in the past and, you know, I always found like if I was going to the woods, it was like, okay, if I wear my favorite leather belt and I get all my cold weather gear on it doesn't fit or one hole's mm-hmm. too much one hole's not enough um and i've had some other web belts that were so stiff that i you know by the end of the day of sitting in a tree stand i'm loosening that dude up because it's just agony uh so that that belt fits the kind of fits the bill for me and you know i i wore i've worn the the old cotton web belts from the army and the old riggers belts and they work you know, for hunting and stuff, they work great, but I've got to have like three different belts for three different jobs. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And that's, uh, that's, that's the uh, reason why I had it on last weekend during my hunting trip and I'll have it on this weekend when I go out, uh, the hunting trip also.
0: Excellent. So what's next on your list of stocking stuffers, Rob?
1: Well, here, here's a good one. And I don't know if people are thinking about this now, but think about conferences, um, conferences, conferences. You know, we're hopefully 2022. We'll be getting back into the more of a normal conference, but there are some great training conferences that come around the United States at different times. You got some of them. You got to get registered earlier for, um, such as uh, TACON coming up in March. Um, it's sold out currently, so it's one of those where it's like, okay, um, you know, maybe you'll get that next year in 2023. But there's also like the Active Self Protection that's coming up. You've got the Primary Secondary and and of course you got the guardian conference um, you know 2022 that'll be coming up in september of next year and these are great investments not just because hey you can get to take a trip to go someplace but also from the standpoint of if you haven't looked at the summary you get to go along and take training from world-class trainers in one place it's not like you've got to drive uh, to these different places to get to see these people and you get to just to have a great weekend where you're completely um you know surrounded by like minded individuals and be able to have more time probably to get personal uh instruction than what you would normally if you'd be in a be in a class. I mean it's um you know you were teaching there, I was teaching there, Jeff Gonzalez, um you know Spencer Keeper, all these different people that if you would go along pay for individual courses with us all it would be several times more than conference fee and not to mention you'd have all the travel fees. And if you go to the conferences, any of the ones I named, you could, you get the, maybe not the length, the same length of it, but at the same time you get to have a great ability to almost preview those instructors and say, okay, do I really want to go and spend time doing this? Or, you know, maybe I should think about if I'm going to carry a red dot, or maybe I should really think about if I'm going to do a small pistol, because those were all the kind of different topics um, that, that these conferences, uh, give you the ability to get, to get a taste of.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I kind of call it the, all you can eat buffet of training. And, uh, mm-hmm. that was something that impressed me about the guardian conference. Cause I've been to most of the ones you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. and the guardian conference, the atmosphere was a little bit different, um, because there was a lot more people that were not, let's say in the tactical circles, it was just, it was open to a little wider base of students and, you know, maybe people that don't get the opportunity to train with somebody that uh, like myself, that, you know, Oklahoma, Texas uh, and North Carolina, that's kind of my three States that I go to Um, in the future, you know, once I put police work to bed and all that, I'll probably open up a little more, but Uh, that's really about all I have time for. And, uh, -hmm. you know, I've, I've got a couple of facilities in each place and one in North Carolina. Thank you, Michael Burgess at MSRT. But, uh, (laughs) that I, I go and put on a a one or two day course with, and, you know, some of the, some of the instructors at that conference, you know, we kind of have a set set places that we like to go. And some of that's logistics, some of it's, uh, You know, just just our our daily schedule only allows that. So to be able to come and immerse yourself in all those different, uh, you know, different backgrounds, different subject matters and all that at one place where you're going to spend, you know, maybe a third more than you would if I put on a two-day class versus you come to three days with six instructors as opposed to, you know, two days with one. Uh, Mm -hmm. You're going to get the whole... Pardon the pun. You're going to get the whole shooting match as opposed to, you know, you get my brain opened up to you for two days, you know, so
1: I don't know about the other conferences, but I know, um, Jacob Paulson's already said for guardian conference, 2022, that they're looking to bring in, um, some of the same instructors, teaching different content but it's not going to be the same old same old or the are rehashing same material that was last year uh, because there'll be new instructors there'll be new content and that's really great because that means that even if you went to Guardian Conference 2021 uh, there'll be new things that you can take and uh, you know get trained on and those are all uh, great ways of expanding your uh, knowledge and also go along great uh, money saving uh, type two because you go in one place, you got one hotel bill, one one airline bill, and you get all these trainers available to you. And keep one thing in mind: I really like this about the Guardian Conference. Um, I haven't been to uh, most of the other ones, but during lunch and such, instructors ate right there with the students, so you had the opportunity to sit there and pick a brain. And if you if you know you didn't take a classroom, but you just want to talk to them. They're available. Or if you just took a class with them, you wanted some finer points on the law from like Andrew Bronker or somebody else like that. It, it's a, uh, it it was a really great opportunity and a uh, great atmosphere for learning.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I'll throw a, uh, shout out to all the attendees of guardian. Uh, because I think in all three days, I only had about 15 minutes total for lunch because <laughs> because of what you said, I was eating right there with the students. And, Mm -hmm. um, there, there was one particular day I said, man, I'm sorry, I've got to choke this down and get over to my bay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) nothing personal, come by and watch if you want to, but I I gotta be somewhere right now. (laughs) So, uh, Michael was, uh, you know, he was helping me out all weekend, did a fantastic job. And, uh, Michael even said, he goes, man, this it's great because you get you get that fellowship aspect and you get you get some more one on one time than uh than maybe some other environments, but the other part of it is it's like dude, we gotta carve out some time for ourselves or we're gonna starve <laughs> so
1: <laughs> well, you know, i I'll, I'll add one other thing on to it that i don't know how how much people really think about you know some of these conferences are i would say higher level concealed carriers tacticians, but uh, the Guardian conference I know there were some very Uh, good uh, shooters there but there are also some very um uh, beginner type of shooters who want who are looking for knowledge and that was great to see people go along and actually search out that kind of knowledge because that's where um you know coming coming to that and not being hey you know i've got a sub-second draw so there's nothing more you can teach me but hey i've got a three-second draw what can you teach me or in the in the case of like the open hand uh, combat with todd fossey you know Okay, you can't. You're in a non-permissive environment, or you don't can't get to your gun. You know how do you go along, make space, and do things like that? And that's just another one of those things. Getting back to, I mean, the the value ratio to, uh, for that conference is just through the roof when you really look at all the topics you can you can take over three days and the people you can mingle with and and talk about and share ideas.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a shout to uh, Riley and uh, Mitch. That they structured the courses for people, you know, somebody that's very, very inexperienced to somebody that is instructor level. um, They were able to kind of lay out a path of, hey, this is what we recommend you do. So, I mean, there were people there that had never taken a class and worked from a holster. uh, Mm -hmm. All the way through people working on polishing a, a draw from concealment to moving and shooting to you know, managing threats to, uh, um, it, it you was, know one
1: other thing that I, I noticed a lot too, you know, how many couples were there. Yes. I thought that was really neat too, that there were, you know, couples, you know, the wife brought the husband, the husband brought the wife. However, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, they brought their stuff. And, yeah. you know, it was one of those things to where you know, they really made it into a, you know, fun weekend for them to where one took a class going one direction. Somebody else took one the other direction. What you know, whatever way they wanted to go, and it was a fun, fun, fun weekend. So I'm yeah. looking forward to looking forward to uh, that coming up again next uh, next year.
0: Me too. Well, let's uh, see. Oh, is it my turn or is it yours? It's your turn. Oh, I got to say, for cops and concealed carriers, one thing that you can never discount the utility factor in is a good pocket knife, right? And, you know, Mm -hmm. based on your laws, restrictions of your local state, whatever, uh, for me, my everyday pocket knife is a folding Benchmade. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not paid by Benchmade. We're not paid by Benchmade. Uh, I've got three different versions, you know, for different types of apparel. Uh, and then I've got a, uh, and those are all auto opening, you know, either push the button, push the the slider out the front. I've got a couple out the front, a couple out the sides. And then, uh, I carry, you know, if I'm in an environment where an auto knife or an assisted knife is, uh, is not kosher to the local state and law, you know, laws state and city. Uh, I have a CRKT executive, uh, that, you know, it's a very small, very nondescript pocket knife that, uh, is pretty easily open with one hand. Um, and, a good you know like we were talking about we're in the heyday with gun lubricant and guns mm-hmm. and holsters and belts and all this stuff knives now are miles ahead of where they were 15 years ago In the affordability. Yeah,
1: the the affordability of materials, I mean, they're getting a lot better. And then you just got the ability to design. I mean, you look at all the different kind of designs from from the size of your hand to the length of the blade that you want, how you open them, how you close them. Uh, You know, I mean, I remember, you know, 30 years ago, you know, everything was pretty much lock blade for it and you had a little thumb assist for it. now you've now you've got the you know, uh the finger assist on on the back of the knives and you've got the spring load at once and uh, there's some really nice knives that are out there that will you know function beautifully for you know multiple purposes
0: yeah i've got uh you know i've got custom knives from uh my buddy sean shropshire you know and at SDS customs, kitchen knives and skinning knives and that, you know, utilitarian functional pieces of art. But, uh, you know, for carrying every day, I've got, uh, I think I've got the Amazon aside from like the bench made stuff. And, and, but I've got one of the Amazon special CRKT fixed blade, little two inch blade, uh, fixed blade knives that, you know, just to have a knife. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that, has become lost on us as a society that knives are not all bad. They're they're to me, they're as innocuous as a screwdriver. Um, you know, they they serve a, a purpose. And in law enforcement work, I've always had one that, that was a one hand opening type situation, not like uh, mm-hmm. you know, a buck or something where you had to use two hands to open it, because I have cut seat belts off of people and um, uh, you know, I've I've cut people out of uh, entangled stuff. Uh, it, just in the line of work, uh, <laughs> one, one particular fellow that, uh, got himself involved in a robbery and, and we were surgically removing duct tape to preserve fingerprints and stuff, you know? So, um, it, it just, it always pays to have a, a decent pocket knife. And I think there's a lot of them out there now. So that that's top decent off.
1: pocket knife and sharp also. Uh, You know, it doesn't do you any good if you use the knife and you never go along and sharpen it.
0: Well, yeah. And and Rob, there again, I mean, we can go to uh, any of the outdoor stores and for under 10 bucks get a ceramic sharpening stick that, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 years ago would have been some space age technology that you can dress a blade in what, like, like three strokes on this, these cross ceramic sticks in something (laughs) you can throw in your drawer, you know? Uh, you not you don't need to take, I've
1: got one right here, right here. Sitting <laughs> on my desk is I'll sit, I'll sit there and sharpen knives while I'm sitting there doing something.
0: All right. So, you know, a knife sharpener, there's, there's one, I've got one of the little, uh, Smith, uh, you know, it's got a ceramic and a steel on one side and, you know, dress my kitchen knives to my work knives and, and, uh, you know, that's a great stocking stuffer. I like it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Your,
0: your turn. Good, sir.
1: Yeah, I've got a good one. And as you can tell, probably more on the uh, training side of things, but it's the uh, uh, getting a, a dry fire practice system like the Laser Academy uh, from Manus X. Okay. And those are great because as we're getting into the winter season and people are like, well, you know, it's too cold outside or snow on the ground or it's raining, those types of things. All these allow us to go along and use our firearms indoors, Safely with an inert cartridge, a you know a, a laser cartridge that we put in instead of live ammunition, or we can go along and purchase a cert gun with it. But for the, for a couple hundred bucks, you're able to go along and train in your basement. And I just went along recently and uh, reviewed the Manus X Laser Academy, and I was really really pleased to see how it functions because if anybody's used any other laser products, and there's a lot of good products out there. Um, it's always, you got to go to the menu and you got to select what you want. You've got to, you've got to program it in. You've got to select areas and the laser Academy, guess what? You get in there and poof, the code, the targets have QR codes on them. That tells the application exactly what it's looking at. And as soon as it recognizes the target, poof, it knows what the target zone is. It knows where you're supposed to shooting at. And it actually has a target that says start and stop on it. And if you shoot those targets, you start the, the, Pro, you start the shooting sequence or you stop the shooting se- sequence. So you don't even have to take your your hand off your firearm, which is just one of those really handy and, and um, uh, clever ways of integrating the laser into the training program to where you're not having to go back and hit restart, hit go. You're actually going and okay, done this. I, I can see what my score is. Okay. Hit start again. And we'll, and then we'll run through that 10 shot uh, routine one more time, you know, stop, Let's do it again. Yeah, very, very cool.
0: Yeah, and cost effective too. Manus is really cost effective,
1: um, and it gives you and it gives you great feedback. Yeah, and that's where you know it's, it's this is not a kid's toy um, where you where you go along and they just going to you know shoot you know shoot lasers on the wall. I mean, this if you take it seriously, you can practice your draw, practice your uh, uh, trigger press, practice your sight alignment all those types of things all together and really give you great feedback to improve yourself. And it also has a mode to where you can go along and do a duel against somebody else. So if you want to practice your, uh, your draw against somebody else and see who's more accurate, who's quicker uh, that the application does that too.
0: Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Does it integrate into live fire as well? I was Uh, thinking it had a mode that did
1: well. Their laser academy does not uh, integrate into live fire. Their Manus X uh, ten and their the other Manus products uh, fit on the Picatinny rail of your pistol, and that'll work either dry fire or will work in um, live fire.
0: Yeah, that's so.
1: Laser academy is strictly laser.
0: I had uh, a little bit of hands on with that one. Um, it, there's a a manufacturer in Tulsa, Oklahoma that I need to go visit at some point when you're talking about, uh, you know, dry practice type stuff called cool fire trainer that an you know, Mm -hmm. it's an actual barrel that you replace and fill with CO2. So it actually functions your firearm. Uh, but there's no way to, uh, actually load a live load, live ammunition into it. So, uh, you know, and it, it simulates recoil, and they have laser attachments and things like that. So, yeah, I man, I'm mm-hmm. all for it.
1: Yeah, Coal Fire, there's uh, uh, LASR, um, d- does some mm-hmm. great products for it. And the one thing that's really great about all these products is if you learn how they work, they will show you where your trigger press is, and it'll also show you whether or not you're pushing, pushing the gun to where you start seeing Uh, before you release the trigger seeing the the dot drop or raise up because you're anticipating all these different kinds of uh, factors that are going to make you miss the target or not be as accurate as you want to be and it's going to cost you you know 25 to 50 cents a shot on the range each each time you do it it, to get the same feedback to say hey quit quit milking the trigger quit going along and jerking Uh, doing those those types of things and get more of a smooth uh, trigger press and you can do a Pretty much for free once you buy once you buy the app the application and the uh, laser cartridges.
0: Yeah, well, man, we <laughs> I think Christmas is going to be good for the listeners this year.
1: <laughs> um, well, if they take our advice, they've, they've got some inexpensive things. They've got some really cool things because uh, the one thing I look at uh, at with these two is uh, if you're looking for the significant other, uh, you can have some fun. You know, these aren't always, you know, something they're only going to use. You could actually go and, you know, the conferences, you can make it, you know, you both can go someplace and enjoy it. You, you get the laser, uh, Academy trainer. Guess what? You can both go along and enjoy and practice at the same time. Um, of course, if you go along and you buy some, buy them a range bag, you might have to buy two range bags, but, um, <laughs> to both enjoy it. But it's, uh, but all these, a lot of these things you can are multi-purpose and are couple friendly.
0: Excellent. Yeah. This is non-gender specific. That's even better, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, let's see my, my, my final one. I'm going to give, we'll, we'll just go one more. Cause it's getting late where you're at and where I'm at. So, uh, my final one would be buy me a bag of gourmet coffee from anywhere. Whole bean, preferably roasted within the week. But, uh, if not, I'll forgive you on the roasting time, but, uh, I am, uh, I am a coffee, I won't say a snob. I just, uh, after the army and police station coffee for 15 years plus, I decided about uh, four years ago, I was like, you know, there's something to this, whether it be, you know, my buddies over at Battleborn or Black Rifle or whoever, name them. There's a bunch of companies out there. Uh, you know, the easiest gift to buy me that is, um appropriate to talk about on the podcast that does not involve you being 21 or over to purchase would be
1: a bag of gourmet coffee.
0: So what would be your final one?
1: Well, one thing to tag on about your coffee, I listened to your podcast uh, last week when I was driving to uh, hunting camp and everything. And I do have to say, with your uh, description of that, you've got me curious because I love the smell of coffee. I've never gotten the taste of it, but with what you were talking about with the different aromas and ta- tastes, it's um, it's piqued my interest because um, I'm also kind of a uh, bourbon connoisseur, and I appreciate <laughs> I a good variety of uh, of flavors in my bourbon and such. So uh, sometime I may have to uh, break down and try, try some of those different uh, Ethiopian blends and stuff like that. See, see how, what kind of fruity flavors I can get out of it.
0: I I know you're going to stick around for a couple minutes after I shut this one down. So, uh, you know, I I may be able to get you steered down the right path with that. So, (laughs) and it's Christmas, right? So,
1: yeah. And here's the last one for, uh, for you, and, and this goes for the civilian carrier as well as the instructor, insurance coverage. I go along, and, and uh, one of the things I bring up all the time is, you know, if you're an instructor, you get you need to have that backstop for you. But also, if you're a concealed carrier, um, and you need to go along and make sure that if you're carrying it, you've got, you know, some kind of insurance coverage. Um, we've got the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial going on right now. And, you know, a lot of people have been watching it, but keep one thing in mind, um, that could be you there and you want to have the best legal defense available to you. And that's where you want to go along, hit up a company like CCW safe, um, and others that are out there to pour their insurance coverage. And if you're an instructor, check out the fire and trainers association, because they are, you know, two top notch organizations there that will have your back. If some, if the worst day of your life happens. Yeah. And uh, I want to say
0: every every instructor at the Guardian Conference that uh, that was actively teaching was an FTA member because uh, you know a mass COI went out the night before, and uh, I didn't have to request one; it just happened because they said, "Oh, okay, well, all you know, here are our members, and I think all of them." that were teaching live fire blocks were FTA members and every single one, they didn't even have to call the company. The company said, here's my people going to uh guardian at uh, Oklahoma city gun club. And they handled it. And we had the mm-hmm. insurance coverage there. I walked in and, and even met with, uh, which it's actually my dad that writes the COI or does the certifications. But, mm-hmm. uh, I said, Oh crap, man, I forgot to, call and request one and he goes no we we did them all for you you know we 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 looked at the roster of instructors and just went ahead and did it for them i i I was blown away i mean can you think of another company that would do that and and it had nothing to do with me even though i you know i do have a connection to the company but Mm -hmm. uh but to be able to get that that peace of mind was already taken care of so
1: well." I know you're on some of the instructor forums. I'm on some of the instructor forums, and there's always new instructors going along saying, "Hey, um, I'm a new instructor. Who should I get insurance with? Or my insurance, you know, coverage is coming up. You know, anybody having any suggestions to look at?" And I can say, uh, three years ago when I started, you know, um, doing my podcasts, and uh, Fireman's Training Association was one of my sponsors. Um, you know, there were people that would shoot out five or six different companies. Nowadays, half the suggestions are FTA, which shows you just how many instructors have looked at them, how many instructors are using them, and everybody's got positive things to say about them. And I can say, you know, with all the different ranges I teach at, um, it's easy to get the COIs, quick to get the COIs, and that allows me to get back to my business. And I really appreciate that.
0: Well, excellent. Well, I think we've uh, we've given the the average listener – if they're taking notes, I, I think they've filled their, uh, their wife, son, grandchildren, and, uh, you know, future dependents, uh, stockings at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, all right, Rob, well, I think I'm going to roll us out. So thanks again for being on uh, it, We need to make this a little more frequent, I think, but, uh,
1: always, always happy to be on Brian. It's always good conversation with you.
0: Thanks as always, Rob Beckman. If you haven't, check out Rob's podcast, Firearm Trainers Podcast. It's part of the Concealed Carry Podcast Network. A reminder, check out today's sponsors, XS Sites Title Sponsor of this Podcast. Uh, Newest to the party, Elite Survival Systems. CCW Safe. Save 10% on your membership. Type off-duty 10 at checkout. You guys know the drill. Sign up for the concealed carry.com podcast giveaway every week. Sign up every week to be eligible. EDC belt company honorary as always sponsor. Um, yeah, hopefully you guys got some good Christmas ideas and all of the gun guys and gals in your family will, uh, enjoy their stocking stuffers this year. And also thanks Rob for pitching that, uh, that topic. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. I personally like them on the uh, Apple platform, but uh, occasionally run them on Spotify on the uh, the big screen. So uh, please subscribe, give us a like, and shoot us a message. The Off-Duty, On-Duty podcast is a production of Eastridge Training and Consulting, LLC. Eastridge Training and Consulting LLC presents the following content for educational purposes only. Always take proper precautions. Follow all firearm safety rules. Consult with a competent firearms instructor and have trained medical staff on hand when operating live firearms. Legal content, commentary, or explanations do not constitute legal advice. We are not attorneys and recommend always consulting with competent legal counsel When researching or seeking to understand laws and legal application, Eastridge training and consulting LLC, its participants, partners and affiliates are not liable for any action taken based on the content of this shared
1: podcast.